When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've had your phase of drinking. Like, don't you want to start like a new phase of your life, like a new chapter? No. <laughs> <laughs> this book's working out pretty good. <laughs> What if I'm sober forever? 350? <laughs> what, like, do you ever, did you, hang on. But don't you Can we start it? the show? Yeah. Even while Stacy's running around? Yep. Well, you probably, you have the most insight on that. But yes, no, but the anxiety do. is, the anxiety is, what if I'm sober forever? That's the anxiety. Really? That's why people don't quit. But what's do wrong with that? you think that's why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want my life to go okay forever. I can't live without another DUI. <laughs> No, but it's the sparkle. <laughs> it's the sparkle that drugs and alcohol give you. The sparkle on a day where you go, where the day has been, eh, and you get done and the sun's setting and someone just goes, want a drink? And that, yeah. where your heart skips a beat and you go, yeah, I'm not supposed to, but yeah, sure. It's, it's you're like the last holdout of all my yeah. friends. And by the way, really I'm are. the last canary in the mine and it's filling with water and I'm seeing it, and I'm chirping as loud as I can, and I can't find other canaries, they're all dying. Do you know how many friends I have in rehab? How many? Do you know how many friends have come to me with a sincere apology? <laughs> Fucking 12? Yeah. 12 people have hit that step and had to come to me and go, hey man, I need to make amends, and then I, I always go, and what's really fun about that is that you get to decide if you forgive them. Yeah. Nice. It's cool to be like, I remember sitting at an elevator, one dude caught up with me at a, at a radio station, and he was like, I didn't realize he was giving me amends. And then he was like, he was like, hey, I need to apologize. And I was like, oh, we're cool. And my wife's like, yo, yo, I think he's, I think this is his thing. And he's like, I'm going through the steps and I need to apologize. And I went, oh, I was like, oh, I just normally just blindly accept apologies. I was like, let's sear it. <laughs> yeah. And he gave it to me. I was like, fucking solid, dude. <laughs> I was like, I forgive you. It was so cool. I'm not forgiving two people. And how did you phrase that? Were you like, fine? But I said, I don't want you in my life. I don't want to forgive you. I don't need you. Yeah. I don't think you're fixed. I don't think you've solved the problem. And when you do, come hit me up. Oh, I got to be honest with you. This is coming from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a beer bong in his hand. He's like, no, go work on yourself. Go harder, buddy. <laughs> I had someone come to me with amends and I was like, I didn't even remember what it was. It was like, I did this to you in high school. And I was like, I don't even remember that. Did you have any like that where you're just like, what? No, I remembered all of them. You did? Were yeah. they bad? Were they all bad? Were they all worthy of amends? One was just annoying. Yeah. One was really fucking bad. One, well, the, one, the one I won't forgive is, uh, it's just, it'll never, it'll never stop. He'll never get help. He'll never get help. He'll never get fixed. Right. He's, he's lost. He's lost forever. He's done too much bad shit to ever forgive. Yeah. And I just, Ari? I don't want him in my life. No, no, fucking, I wish Ari would go sober. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I called Ari, I said, Ari's like cancer. He's the sickness and the fucking chemo. The, the weird thing about the amends process or the interesting thing having been through it is that 
it, it tends to be that you start remembering these things and it's the things that grade at you, right? And naturally, like all those memories come back and you're like, I owe Bert one, definitely owe J Like it naturally comes back. It has a pretty level kind of justice meter. But if it doesn't bother you, then you don't make an amends. Did you have to make amends? I've had to make some amends, and it's I've no, had some no, people. No, well, I've had some people in my life who've like just one person in particular who was like, I could see she was like waiting for hers, like we were like <laughs> running, running to each other, and she'd be like, "Do you have something to say to me?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not bothered by it at all." Was it Topanga from Boy Meets World? <laughs> yes. We had to, there's a there's a child actor convention, and I had to apologize to half of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I've asked you this, but what was your like bottom where you're like I. I'm done boozing. I was 21. God, that's so fucking young. You never got to enjoy wine. <laughs> I, I did it. Not God. proper, yeah, not classy. Drinking. And what was your thing? Just weed was your th big Everything, thing? Everything, whatever Everything. you had. Oh, really? Pop yeah. Poppers? <laughs> Pop, yeah, poppers. <laughs> when I was, that's what I'd go to. <laughs> really? Would poppers be your indulgence? <laughs> and, and is that where your asshole loosens up? <laughs> yes. Just to take shits. You ever have one of those shits where it feels like it's coming out sideways? Just hit a popper and be like, oh, there we go. Your doctor's like, if you considered Metamucil, it's like poppers. <laughs> <laughs> but what was your bottom bottom? I don't know. You know, I was a big fat bastard for most of my life, right? Yeah. So I knew that I overdid things. And then from like 17 to 21, I just went off the rails and became a raging cliche. And I just, you know, I'd be- That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's why you get sober. When you become a cliche. Yeah. That was like one of my major driving things to be healthy right now was I was, I was, I was the guy that if anyone said, I was with this guy and he was so fucked up last night, he, I thought he had a stroke, everyone was like, fucking Bert. Yeah. And I was just like, and I got, I heard that twice and I went, hold on, that's not, it wasn't who I felt I was. And I was like, I'm not gonna be a piece, I'm not gonna do that. It's, 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 it's tough though, because your, your whole brand is wrapped up in it too. Yeah. So well, everything the, you do. That's the thing is like, I'm never gonna quit drinking. But I do, and I always say I'll stay healthy enough so I can continue drinking. I also don't want my drinking to be something people notice as like a, as a cliche. Yeah. I want to, I want to be Bert. I want to be Bert who also drinks, you know, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, that guy that drinks. Oh, you mean Bert? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, Keep going. I'm sorry. No, I, but I think you also, it's interesting, right? Cause you have to make your peace with the idea that like, you probably don't have a normal relationship with alcohol. I do not. But you make it work. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah, I think I make it work. I think sometimes Clearly. someone said to me the other day, uh, I am doing a huge performance piece. Hmm. And they're like, does it work? Or is are you letting everyone think it works? Yeah. <laughs> like that's the tricky part is like, you go, is it working? Or am I so into it that I don't know if it's not working? I think here's what Dr. Drew says is the fact that you even have these conversations at all means you don't have a problem. Because I think most people with a problem like, I don't have a fucking problem. The fact that I'm, I'm a little introspective about about anything in my drinking. That's why I want to try nicotine. So, yeah, because nicotine delivers. Yes, it delivers. It's more addictive than heroin. So, like, why wouldn't you add that into your life? Maybe you don't get the high with you nicotine. Get a, no, coming from a guy who chews ten pieces of nicotine a day. I chew ten a day. But you, you get that first one when you wake up yeah, and you yeah. have it with your morning coffee. You're getting a nice buzz. Yeah, for sure. I, I, it's gorgeous. I look at life too, like I kind of look at it like um, you you had a phase, you've had your phase of drinking, like don't you want to start like a new phase of your life, like a new chapter? No. <laughs> this book's working out pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I got you. What? 
uh, give us an intro? Yeah. You notice we haven't said a thing well, about the food. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey guys, brand new episode of Something's Burning. I got Josh Peck, Jason Nash, two friends of mine, and today we're making eggplant parmesan. Oh, best. best. I should have told you that at the very beginning before I so started exciting. cooking. Wait, um, are you sure you're making eggplant parmesan? I know I am <laughs> because that's hamburger. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm keto. Oh. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Hey guys, brand new episode. <laughs> I'm not making eggplant parmesan. I'm making eggplant lasagna. Good <laughs> and for a second, I was like, hmm, wait, how am I making this? Uh, no, what I'm gonna do is I am I am cooking the eggplant right now. I am browning the beef. I'm gonna incorporate that into the sauce. I'm then gonna make our filling. Okay. And then we will go eggplant, filling, uh, Something like that. Pasta. Something like that. Pa no pasta. No pasta. Oh, no pasta. Keto, oh, oh, it's keto. Keto's the uh, new fucking thing. Uh, 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 How'd you lose your weight? Did you do keto? I stopped eating. I just don't eat. I know. An eating disorder is also <laughs> weight loss. Yes, it is. You just don't eat from like, uh, I don't eat till like three o'clock. For real? Yeah. That's your joke though. That's, um, what is it? Intermittent fasting is eating disorders kissing cousin. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, good one, me. <laughs> Does it still count if you throw up? Oh, yeah, it's even better. <laughs> Mess the two, right, Stace? The sauce and the... Yeah. Well, um, you, you ever get the flu and you, like, lose 10 pounds? Oh, it's the it's best. best. Or COVID. <laughs> no one ever talks about the upsides of COVID. The yeah. weight loss, yeah, yeah, yeah. the fucking lack of taste. <laughs> now you don't want to eat anything. That's hot as fuck. <laughs> I could do the meat and the sauce. Probably just as good. Thanks. So, wait, how did you guys... You guys knew each other before I knew you, you guys. No, no, I knew well, you, you first. Knew. No, 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 no. But you guys knew each other through Dobrik? Yeah. Well, but we had met before, but yeah. Not really. Ish. You you remember less than I do. Yeah, um, no, I remember. I think I was I had... always a fan of you by a from afar. So I think right. that's why I feel like we were closer. Wait, than... tell me how you were a fan of his from afar. Because he was my favorite person on Vine. Oh, yeah. let's talk about Vine. Shall we? Whatever happened to Vine? Did you ever talk to the owners of Vine? They sold it to Twitter. And then that was it, and then Early. Twitter just killed it, right? Do you remember Periscope? Yeah, sure. Dude, Periscope, my favorite Periscope story ever. Periscope, yes. Periscope, I log on, Jesus. and my favorite thing was to find someone good, then share it with my fans, yeah. right? Find something good, so I'd scroll, 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 and then you'd find like this girl smoking fucking dabs. And like a and like a, a shirt no bra and you'd be like okay everybody we're gonna blow her spot up yeah, yeah. my favorite one ever black chick about 250 pounds I'm listening and the title was I'm about to fuck up a cheeseburger <laughs> and she's got a cheeseburger on a table and she's just sitting like this phones in a tripod and she's staring at the cheeseburger yeah and she's looking back and forth at her thing. And so I get in, I'm like, I'm here for this. I then share it with everyone, and I'm watching her. She goes like this. She goes, oh, hell no, Bert. Click <laughs> and blocks me, and then blocks everyone, and just no. ate the cheeseburger by herself. <laughs> no. And I never got to see it. Oh, oh. hell no, Bert. Wow. Everyone started going, Bert sent me, Bert sent me, Bert sent me. Fucking wish I could have seen her fuck up Jeez. that cheeseburger. Why be on there? You don't want a larger audience, like. Yeah, I don't know. I think doing? you know. Maybe she was like a true artist, like that guy Oliver Anthony. Who's Oliver Anthony? Oh, for real? Yeah. He's like. Uh, he's like the redneck Taylor Swift. 
Oh. He is a is that the Appalachian. Guy that, the guy that Rogan shared the other day? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is he the rich, rich man in Richmond guy? Gotcha. Did you see what he wrote? Uh-uh. He got offered an $8 million deal from a music label, and he turned it down. He said, I'm not here for the money or tour buses or stadiums. I'm here to write music about my journey and my path, and I feel like that would fuck it up. So... I turned down everything. Please leave me alone. I just want to play my music. And gentlemen, be, gentlemen and thoughts? Be on Joe Rogan. He's not doing Joe Rogan. What, um, is it, I feel like Lana Del Rey did that a little. Like, oh, she, well, she was beautiful, right? And she, but she's fucking cool. Like, I feel like she's sort of. What did she turn down? She just, like, she's not around. Like, she deleted, like, she went, like, she deleted all her social media. Oh, and, but she's still playing the big, she, yeah. my fiance wants to go see her. She just played uh, Lollapalooza. Yeah, but that's like the coolest of all the festivals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 200,000 people. That's the least that's like sellout. Saying, I don't do drugs, but you do ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, would you I, do ayahuasca? No. I want to. No. For real? Yeah, but I'm afraid to. Well, yeah, of course. Have you done it? No. I don't what? have that brain. Oh, really? I would think that you oh, would be right there. No, 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 no. Tom did designer ayahuasca. Yeah. Like DMT? No, like. Like he just paid a lot of guy to take him to the Four Seasons and shaman, give him high-end mushrooms. Shaman in Austin type, yeah. Okay. A lot of shamans in Austin. Yeah, a lot of shamans <laughs> in Malibu. <laughs> I can't. It went from, you, you ain't from around here to, you don't know where you are. Right. <laughs> if your shaman's name is Steve, I can't. Yeah, if your yeah, shaman's yeah. name is, I've had so many people tell me about their ayahuasca trips in Austin. Right. That I'm like, how the fuck did the... So wait, talk to me. Wait, so you guys were met through Vine? Yeah, we, we, did we, we meet on Vine? We met, we had met, and then basically, and the thing that I love, I think, what I give David Dobrik the most respect for. I'm dying. I could do a deep dive on that kid. I know oh, yeah. nothing about him oh, other than he's an illegal alien. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's on DACA. And, and he got stuck in like Prague for a month or something. Yeah. I mean, I he's got that, it now. Kid, he... that kid's smart too, because you know what happened with him? He got kind of fucked, in my opinion. He got kind of fucked. And then he was like, all right, cool, man. I'm going to go back here. I'm yeah. going to go back here. And you're like, oh, and I'm sure he doesn't need money, but it's kind of nice to go. It's kind of nice to see his journey a little bit. I don't know. You guys know him. The thing that I, I respect about him the most is that he realized the greatness of Jason Nash. Oh. Because Jason had been around. Yes. Jason had been around, kicking around. It's like so many of these guys, not so many, but like a couple of these guys we know, where it's like, if only he had the right vehicle, people would understand his greatness. Because like I said, I was uh, a fan. We could suck Jason Nash's dick all day long. I'm ready. Yeah, I've been it. a fan of Jason That's Nash's. Nice. The best. For a long time. Since he first used the word Lorna Dune in a joke. <laughs> Back in my day, the Limp Biscuit was when we all jacked off on a Lorna Dune. You guys jerked off on Lorna Dune. Do you remember that joke? Remember that joke? Yeah, yeah. What was that? That's uniquely Northeast. He remembers... Uh, jokes that I don't remember from when I used to do stand-up when I was in my 20s. Like, he was on Two Bears, and he, he said a joke that I did, and I was like, oh, yeah. I have a lot of, there's a lot of jokes you what did that, that make joke? me laugh. I still, to this day, one of my favorites, just like the good, like a good parenting joke, Marnie told Jason to go upstairs because Wyatt had said, fuck it. And he was like, she's like, you need to parent that. And he was like, okay. And so Jason's version of parenting is, he goes, what were you saying that about? <laughs> He, was, he, goes, he had some trains. He yeah. dropped the trains and the kid said, he said, fuck it. 
Yeah. So I had to go in and say, uh, explain when to use fuck it, but I don't remember the joke. But, and you were like, like, listen, if you were like, these trains are too complicated, I want to do onto something else, and you're like, fuck it, then you're allowed to say that. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. <laughs> it was just such a, like, I love little subtle jokes like that. Are you timing this? Yeah. Okay. Check on, it's been 15 minutes. Um, Check. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. I like to see Bert happy. Yeah. I am so happy, so often, I'll tell you what was cool about when we, when we did do the videos was we were making these videos and David was getting like a big audience or whatever. And then it was, one day he just called Josh Peck and then suddenly Josh Peck was in all the videos, like a real- You called me. Yeah, well, he, I was with him when he called you. Yeah. And then suddenly there was like a real comedic actor in the videos, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that was really cool. Oh, I didn't realize Josh Peck was Josh Peck for the longest time. Oh, really? Yep. You didn't I, realize it was the same guy? I didn't realize. I've done that with a b number of people. Yeah. The thickness, the what? No, the, the, the whackness. The whackness. The thickness is my porn. <laughs> <laughs> the whackness was one of my favorite fucking movies. Oh, man. Thank it you. Had a, it had a, such a vibe of kids, mm. but an accessible vibe that you got, that you could get. You know, like, uh, does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Like kids had kids was such a great fucking movie. Yeah, but it's intense. At the time, you're like, oh, fucking everyone's got AIDS. It's a lie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh fuck, did I just watch you get raped and get AIDS? I saw right. AIDS. You're like, oh, this isn't how I wanted to. You're like, turned it off. You're like, do you want to make out? <laughs> this is a wrong date night movie. Yeah. Remember the kid with the tampon? He puts it, it. He puts the tampon in fruit punch, and then he. Yeah. He sucks it. Is that Tully? Yeah, Tully. Yeah, yeah. He's dead. Yeah, yeah. Totally you know what's crazy is I worked with Rosario Dawson. Yeah. And I got to ask her all about that movie. She was in that. It was her first fucking movie. Yeah. She was a kid uh, from the Lower East Side. By the way, Rosario Dawson, distractingly attractive. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Do you remember Christy Turlington? Sure. Saw, oh. I saw her in person. You know, you you see her in person. You like your breast gets taken away. Yeah. You're just like something. She. Who's the, is that the, is that the, who's the prettiest person you've ever seen? Gwen Stefani. And I told Gwen her ex-husband that. <laughs> I told Gravin Rossdale. It was a Gravin. big mistake. He's, he he's like, a handsome he's, man too, He's like, I used to be married. And I was like, yeah, we know. And yeah. he was like, <laughs> I was like, she is the hottest chick I've ever seen in person. And he was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would never cheat on her. And he was like, mm. <laughs> He's a sweet guy. I talk to him all the time now. <laughs> yes. So, I saw him at laser tag once. For real? Yeah. He's How'd a he good looking dude. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What was the score? Now he's just waiting for his kid at like a birthday party, I think. Uh, but he seems super nice. He's a I, nice guy. I hope to be the dad who participates in the laser tag. Yeah, how's it going? Good. Yeah. How's it going? They're alive. <laughs> They're thriving. Four and a half in ten months. It's great. Oh, it lives up to the hype. Josh. What the, what, the kids? Being a dad. It does live up to the hype until it doesn't. When doesn't it? Yeah, send them to therapy. Like preemptive therapy? Like uh, just prophylactic? Yeah, just because you're like... like my wife's like, everyone needs therapy. And then you send your kids and you realize they talk about you. Oh. And you're paying yeah, for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then the therapist calls you in. And uh, suddenly. I've, I've, been to, I've been to my, I shouldn't yeah. probably talk much about this, but I went to my daughter's therapy once. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because we just trash talked my wife and my daughter. <laughs> it, was, it was not what I'm sure you're supposed to do in therapy, but it was fucking hilarious. And Isla and I were like, yeah, fuck them. You want to go get coffee? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. What about couples therapy? You guys ever done that? No. Is that like a big harbinger of doom for no, your relationship? No, I'm sure. You, did you go to couples therapy? You had to. Yeah, yeah. You had to. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> Say more. It was a fucking disaster. 
And uh, Do you guys want anything to drink? It, no, I'm good. Okay, good. Thank um, you. It was a bad therapist. The, my therapist was like. Your therapist said what? My therapist goes, I think we're ready to bring in uh, Marnie. And I go, okay. So then Marnie's nice. She comes and she goes and sits with me. And then the guy just attacks her for like the entire hour. Just basically saying like what a horrible person she is. And I, and I was like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> I got to go in a car with her. Yeah, days. yeah. But he so saw you alone up. for a while first? Yeah. So that's weird, right? <laughs> because is technically- it But yeah. it's just what Bert said. That's exactly what therapists do. They, they bring one person in and then they're ready to bring not the other people in, right? Not true couples therapy, no. It's, it's almost unethical. Therapy? No, I haven't, but I have a lot of friends who've been through it. And what I found is that the really good couples therapists go, I'll never see you two alone oh. because it's not about you alone. It's about this and your interaction together. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I'd kind of want to, I can see myself doing it dirty. Yeah, because you want to manipulate. Like being like, where do you meet Leanne? Look, there's a lot of shit you don't know about her. <laughs> right. That you should know about her. Wyatt told me there's a therapist that his friends go to, and they just go to the mall. What? They, they don't even sit in a room. That's a babysitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking, Isn't that weird? That's a fucking, and by like shoes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Just walk around the mall. this therapist. <laughs> I remember I had to go when I was 10 years old, because my mom's like, I'm a single mom, and he's very overweight, so he's going to need therapy. And so, <laughs> and his name was Dr. Berger. And he oh, was like, that's a wrong God, is that a fat kid too? It was a wrong. <laughs> I was like, I'm triggered. And he goes, well, what's what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I guess kids make fun of me at school for being fat. And he's like, well, you know, growing up, like kids called me hamburger or cheeseburger. And I was like, Doc, I'm morbidly obese. <laughs> like, you can't control your name. Like, I think that's a false equivalency. Like, like I'm on statins at 11. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah Crestor, early days. Crestor? No side effects. That's not bad. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I had up. that good SAG insurance, you know, so I figured why not. Also tell him, what did you tell me once about the chairs? Oh, that as an overweight person, I would sometimes do like algebra in my head about chairs and I would kind of like game it and be like, do I think that chair can support me? You really? Know? Oh yeah. Cause I just didn't know, like, am I gonna break it? And like, cause I've, I've been, I've never, but I've been, I've certainly heard some chairs do some angry creaks where I'm like, Dude. I'm a second away. The, uh, we were at Fully Loaded and there was a dude, a fat guy who came backstage and he was hanging out with all his friends. There was a lot of hot chicks. He was younger, you know, but like you could tell, this is what's crazy. Fat guy was his personality, right? Ah. Like you, like, I, and I'm not saying I've been there. So I really haven't. I know that people think it is, but like you could tell he was the fat guy, right? He was the big guy. Hey, but he'll drink it. Yeah. And he sat in a chair and the chair broke. <laughs> and, I, and I knew him and what he was going through. And everyone laughed, oh fuck, you gotta lose weight. You fucking broke the chair. He was like, yeah, right, right. I pulled him aside and I was like, hey brother, it's okay. This, this isn't who you are. You can always lose weight. He's like, I'm going, I'm going. And you can see like his eyes welling up. And I was like, <laughs> I'll cry right you, now. Just broke, you just broke a chair in front of 180 people. <laughs> First of all, you do have to lose weight. <laughs> they make these for everybody. <laughs> these aren't just for skinny, these are like legit. I'm sitting in. Yeah. Poor fucking kid. Oh. And then do we go? Eggplant. And then eggplant, then filling. Yeah. Filling. And then meat. Okay. I, I want more cheese. Do we have more mozzarella in there? I love that yeah, story because that. that has happened to me. I've, I've sat in a chair 
when I was happy yeah. when I was a kid. <laughs> it's just something about, I don't think there's anything funnier. So, <laughs> yeah. There, as a fat guy, there's a couple things. Like, uh, the worst part of being fat is not being able to be in a roller coaster. Have you guys ever been there? Me either, then. <laughs> I couldn't rent a jet ski. I wasn't allowed to rollerblade by my mom because I think she thought my bones wouldn't support it if there was a fall. I mean, there were a lot of limits. There were skydiving. Yeah. Oh, skydiving. I got, I, I, uh, I got out of bungee. Uh, I got out of base jumping one time. Yeah. I was like, how much do you weigh? I was like, what's the weight limit? And he was like, 225. I was like, bro, <laughs> we're good. Was that for Travel Channel? For Travel Channel, yeah. I can't believe that their insurance would allow you to base jump. I know, right? Is there anything physical like that still left on your bucket list that uh, you consider? No, I have nothing on my bucket list. I'd like to go to India by myself to, in, to, uh, to get some sort of, I want to find out a little more about myself privately. Like I'm such, I'm so pampered right now mm. that I feel like I need, I need something to, what is it called that I'm trying to get? Intrinsic value. I'm trying to get intrinsic value. Out and you of think you'll find that in India? I think if I travel by myself to India, I might. You know, um, I don't know. I'm looking for like I want to find some. I want to find a little bit of real worth in me, as opposed to like I don't mean shallow worth, but like as opposed to like an award. Mm. You know, like I want to. And I understand why. Like you see people like uh, what's the guy's name who did. Who did America Sings in high school? Zach Efron? Yeah, that guy. I see. <laughs> <laughs> right? America Sings. <laughs> I want to do, like, you understand why he does that Netflix show where he, like, travels the world and looks for stuff. Yeah. Like, you go, yeah, man, I get it. You fucking <laughs> fucked all the pussy in Hollywood. You need to hang out with him all day <laughs> and translate what he's trying to say <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, you fucked all the pussy in Hollywood. You're, you're, all that's left is dudes. You're probably right. like, what the fuck is this yeah, all about? Yeah. Let's go to fucking India and meditate. Right. Eat, love, pray, fuck. <laughs> well, there we go. Now this you gotta looks make it a really show. good, by the way. Yeah, let's really I just want to say, so we're doing layers of, of eggplant. I love eggplant. So good. I love eggplant. I'll fuck up a nightshade. I bet when they first... Why is it called a nightshade? I think it's like in a class, tomatoes, eggplants, mushrooms, all shit Tom Brady doesn't eat. So wait, I want to go back to you guys, because wait, what were you doing when you found each other? Like, what, what were you... I want to know your path. How did you get into the internet? It was interesting. So I had... Um, I it had, should be noted. I'm so sorry to interrupt. It should be noted. I'm curious about the same for you. Like, because you guys yeah. own the internet. And, and it's cur I'm curious to your path because you guys both had wildly successful careers yeah. and kind of transitioned into like something fun. I worked in traditional most of my life and then I tried Vine randomly like in the first six months that it was created. So I think the algorithm was on my side. But within a year, I was like the, the number one person on there just because I would make these like dumb videos and because I had such like sticky sitcom mentality, <laughs> it worked well for six second videos. Yeah. And then I played this like weird game for a couple of years where I would do it and it'd be great and I'd make a little money and I loved it because it was in my control. And then I went and played John Stamos's son on a sitcom and I'm like, forget the internet. This is where I yeah, belong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember that show got so hard body canceled in like, 2016, summer 2016, and I you remember. called me in that winter. And I was just like, I'm so over, as I'm sure we've all been through, having it be out of my control. 
Yeah. And having no say in things and just mm. ha having my life in a holding pattern. And so I remember when he and David called me and I went over and we shot this one hour bit and it was literally like all the great things that we love about acting and none of the bad, like no waiting, no makeup, no checking in, no commute. It mm -hmm. was like, we spent an hour, we topped each yeah. other with jokes. No sitting in a fucking trailer. And then yeah, we were done. That. Yeah. And that was what I spent. I remember thinking like, if he calls me to do it again, I'll do it again. Yeah. And, and he called me every day for two years, but yeah. It was like, it just was so fun. And then it became lucrative and I'm like, oh, I'm happy to take a time out right now. And it's not like I was turning down A-list shit, but it was like, I'd rather do this in some like bad indie that I don't even know how it'll turn out, you know? Yeah. The the, the life of an actor is always so fascinating to me. And I, I, I just couldn't do it. But like, cause you're in Oppenheimer just now, which is insane. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Like insane, congratulations, yeah. And then, but then, that time before that is like, well, what am I doing? Yeah, totally. You had a series though, right? Yeah, but there Turner certainly was Hooch. a year or two where I was like, what's next? I don't know, man. I don't know how people do it. I, can, I could not, I'm not good at auditioning. But you're so I'm good in either. the room. And you talked about mm. on my pod how good you are with nerves. So why aren't you good at it? Like you're great under pressure. So why, yeah. why not auditions? Because uh, I don't, I always wanted to get them what they wanted. Ah, uh, that's, yeah, you can't do that. Instead of what I wanted them, what I think they needed. Like I never interpreted anything, um, and I and I just part of me was like I'd watch people murder it, and then be themselves, and I was like, oh, I just don't have that in me. Yeah. Did you have to screen test for the machine, like show Sony no, anything? No. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, no, I. As a matter of fact, thank God we were in a pandemic. By the time we got there, and we just did a table read over Zoom, so I could fucking have the pages up. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't in the table wow. read. I was yeah. re reading the script. Yeah. And they got done. And you're like, they're like, I got to. DM, or I got a text from Kale, and he's like, dude, you can fucking act? Huh. And I was like, I don't know, can I? <laughs> and he was like, you just murdered that screen test. And he's like, they're like, that's all anyone's saying is you can act. That's and that's, right. everyone's through the roof. And I was like, I guess I can act? Yeah. I, don't, I never thought I could. And so, uh, oh, I love cheese. I love cheese. God, I love cheese. I don't think I could ever give up cheese. I'm gonna put more cheese on I here. mean, I think nobody can play you as well, good as you. Sadly, that's all I can do is play me. I'm like the Pete Davidson. But there's nothing. Of there's nothing right. wrong with that. I think that's fun. I think that's. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Comedies like Owen Wilson. He's always Owen Wilson. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but Owen. Yeah. Uh, Larry David. Like that's my favorite show. Uh, those are my favorite vehicles. Like I used to love Louis when he would make oh. this show. Oh, yeah. Well, Louis was so was so Louis. Yeah. That you're like, it's hard to. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I think there would be better Burts. <laughs> I like that's a show better birds yeah where i do episodes of my life and then every episode a new person plays me that's yeah, funny. like yeah. they did with the uh the the when heath ledger passed away dude we're connecting Babe. that's exactly what i was gonna fucking say <laughs> i'm right here right here give, give me a couple others i gotta cover this guys um but yeah like when heath ledger passed away and they had everyone play bob dylan i thought that was badass well, well, because, not that he passed because away, Heath but. Ledger was supposed to play Bob Dylan. Was it Bob Dylan or was it like, because I remember Johnny Depp came in. It was a Terry Gilliam movie. And Terry some, Gilliam from uh, Monty Python? I think so. Wow. Have you ever heard the story of Monty Python? No. One of those guys drank himself to death. Uh, That's what I'm always afraid of. You don't know the day you drink yourself to death until one day you drink yourself to death. Right. I have a friend that right. that happened to in college. I have a couple friends that happened to in college. I have a friend that we had the best story and I told it to everyone. 
and everyone was laughing hysterically, and they're like, you got to tell that on stage. And then the next day he died. And I was like, fuck, ah. I guess I can't tell that on stage. But he was a fucking, he was a cokehead. The, uh, the coke killed him? Yeah, he was down in Mexico. Heart attack? Yeah. Or a bad batch? Yeah, no, well, I don't know. You never know, really, but I think heart attack. I think he had a heart attack. Yeah. That's the fucking thing. Did you like coke? It's fine. Is yeah, it? of course. What's not to like? <laughs> yeah. Do you like unprotected sex? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the same. Unprotected I sex suppose. and coke are like, they're like kissing cousins. Because you once you put it in unprotected, you're like, I'm going to be doing this for my life. <laughs> I, know I, I know I can't do this every, all yeah. the time. I know this has to be every now and then. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to do this more than just on New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the first person you had unprotected sex with? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that camera. Uh, An addresser. The first person, I, not the first time, but yeah, the first person I hooked up with regularly. Really? Yeah. And Stupidly. Then, oh, right did, away. Uh, it was like, it was the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah. It's so great. But then I remember at like 21, I had a scare where I thought like I had some, like I was just, I what it turned out, to, I can't believe I'm telling this story. I'll tell mine too. It turned out to be an ingrown hair oh. from grooming. And I literally called my pediatrician and I go, I'm having an asthma attack, I need to come in now. And so he's like, okay, come in. Like, obviously you have a history of asthma. And so I go in. Obviously you have a history of asthma. You take your dick out, he's like, you're using the wrong inhaler. I'm like, the computer all ain't working, dog. Also, I'm a bad person. And he looked at me and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, don't be an idiot. He's like, I can't tell you how many people come in here who really have, he's like, that's nothing. Yeah. How many people really have something? And from then on, I was like, never again. He's like, every person that comes in here, he's like, gorgeous people, not gorgeous people, successful, not successful. They're all humping without protection. Shut up. And they're all catching something. Well, how many girls have you had sex with? Me? Yeah. 1,400. You, have you, had no, sex with, you only had sex with a few though, right? You're not like a... I don't know. I don't have a list. I mean, but no. But is it? Do you, is it more than I think? No. Well, you weren't like because you weren't like a dog. You were never a dog. You no, were never I, like I, a, a I player. Was, You're was, always a sensitive dude. I was scared to have sex with people. Me too. You know, so I would um, I would never actually have sex with anybody. Yep. Or, or you know, maybe fool around, but I'd not. Fool around, yeah, but I, but I would not. not. Uh, it, it's it's just bad news. People, people get attached, people get pissed. Oh, all of that. I, the, you know? That's the shrapnel I never expected. Uh -huh. I was like, oh wait, you fell in love with me? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. this is yeah. awkward. I thought we were just playing. And I didn't know that when I was younger. I didn't realize, I was like, but as I got older, I was like, oh, this, is, this, this comes with a lot of stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you, you just can't. I had this older, like, sage guy in uh, a sobriety guy. And I remember it was right before I met my wife, so I was like, 23 or something and everything was going right like I was in shape my life was going well and so I would like you know have fun and I was very like honest and communicative from the beginning like if I met someone and we were gonna hook up I'd be like listen I just want you to know like I'm not looking for a relationship I don't want to mislead you so you know if you want to have a good time great if not totally understand but inevitably shit would happen and yeah. people would catch feelings and things would and I remember he said to me you know eventually you're gonna have to make the decision for them I was like, what do you mean? Mm. He's like, because not everyone has tools, but mm. you're equipped. So you're culpable, even though you feel like you're clean and you told them and you communicated, yeah. 
Damn, that's it, good. And I was like, yo. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. you'll say it. You'll be like, so you understand, this is just sex. Like, you'll say that. You're yeah. really upfront. And then that's not what it is. I said it to Leanne. <laughs> I did. And then she fucking trapped me. What's the difference? You can't answer this. But what's the difference between this marriage and the other one? This one is, I, I'm like, I'm mature and I understand how lucky I am. The other one, I was like, I don't want to go to Cos Plus. I don't want to go look at rugs. <laughs> she, you know? We, we need to we need to change the the paint in the living room. I don't. It's it's. I didn't like. I don't want it to be eggshell. I'd be like, fuck this. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what the fucking living room looks like, which is not okay. And I used to think it was okay. And I'd be like, I, I just didn't care. I'm like, I I, I gotta make money. Like I want to work. And she and then you know, poor her. She was she just wanted like a regular life. Uh, like a regular like. Yeah. She would come in. I remember going into that house. It was gorgeous. Yeah. His ex-wife. Yeah, his ex-wife has gorgeous. an eye for real estate. Yeah. Going to the house. Go. This fucking kitchen is badass. And Jason's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Want to go outside? I'd be like, Hold on. Tell me more about your kitchen. He'd be like, I don't know. Fucking let's go outside. I didn't it's care. red fucking stoves. Who cares? Yeah, let's go. I didn't care. It was a badass. She had fucking. an armoire that she would move every year up to the up to the bedroom. And then down to the living room every year. And it was impossible to move. It would take four guys. You'd have to call somebody to come over. And she'd be like, I think I want to move it downstairs. I'd be like, no, no, no. Just leave it in one fucking room. <laughs> Stuff like that. And now, because I was single for so long, and now, like, I was, like, you know, alone. Yeah. Like, ready to be alone for the rest of my life. For sure. Really? And I came to peace with it. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll sit here and watch Curb Enthusiasm every night. And, like, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. And then she, I met her and, you know, she's gorgeous and, and I can't believe she's with me. So now I'm still in that phase of like, oh, I can't even believe this. Like every time I see her. That's, that's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That's somebody that's into me. Like what? Yeah. And, uh, and also like she's much younger. So I'm like, I don't understand why. But what, okay. So what is it about? I have the same thing you have. Yeah. I think we're sort of arrested development where I have no problem Hanging out with like like Jimmy Tatro was in my movie, yeah. And I said to him, and I said something about us being friends, and we were friends, and we were buddies. And then I realized I'm older than his dad, and then I'm like, yes. Well, I could speak to this, yeah, because young people are more fun. <laughs> <laughs> they are, and, and 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 you're excluded from this, yeah, because you're you're a blast. Oh. You're just like <laughs> I you're gonna say you're black, <laughs> <laughs> but I no, like, I mean like you're. <laughs> You're like larger than life, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is awesome. Like, I wish I could hang out with you every day. No, please. But everybody else your age and my age. I mean, Dan the Ooh. dentist is pretty late. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, what yeah. a fucking have snooze you been, Have you ever hung out with a grown-up? Oh, my the worst. God, my God. I like it. Are you serious? Oh, oh yeah. Josh. I love, I love mundanity. I love a little mm. slice of America. Marty like tells me little stories about people like that I used to know. And see, she'd be like, so so Tom and Robin were at uh, Temple last night. And of course, Robin was like talking shit about everybody. And when I hear it, I go like this. I go, oh, like I, I, sh I shudder because that was my old life. Like, I don't fucking care about Tom and Robin. You know, like I get like. You're like the guys from Dunkirk. I can't believe we got out of there. Yeah, I can't even believe it. Like, I, oh my God, people talk about their gazebo. People talk so about their ailments, who's dying. Ooh, that's so, the one thing that's great about kids. Like yeah. when you hang out with like kids, yeah. and I've hung out with a bunch of kids where you go, where they don't talk about death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, don't yeah. talk about anyone, no one's died. No. If someone died, it's an OD and you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna take the top off this and let it brown a little bit. Wow. I'm starving. What? You give it, it's about five, or five more minutes or so before you take the top off, so you can take it off. 
Gorgeous. Wow. Wow. I think you're going to be really happy with what I got you into. I can't wait. Um, you had a bit about being with parents in your special. That was great. Remember you went to the, uh, you went to an auction? Oh, yeah. And so did those, do you get along with those parents? No. A lot of them I don't. <laughs> they, they did not find me. You know, you know the, you know the, uh, I had the auction one. And then the snow machine one that was also in the special. Yeah. That you know that happened at our kids' school. I did. Yeah, during choir. Oh, really? You during choir, uh, it was they were doing. You know, choir was so fucking long, and they just decided they'd auction off the snow machine. It was me and Isla. I mean, the truth of the story. I think I say, oh yeah, I, I, yeah, no, yeah. The truth is the truth. Oh, because sometimes you you know you shorten things. Sure. But it was me and Isla. It was me and Isla yeah. sitting there bored out of our fucking minds, yeah. and we had to sit in the front row because the choir concert was four hours long. And one time we left in the middle, and we're like, mom's not gonna know. So we left, and we came back, we got yogurt. We came back, and we, and we were so proud of ourselves that no one caught us that we busted ourselves. <laughs> that we were like, that was great. That was like, we were over the top. It was the best choir. We should do more of these choir concerts. And Leanne's like, hold on. And she went on Life 360 and breadcrumbed us and was like, did you guys go get fucking yogurt? And we're like, huh? And so, but that happened at our kids' school. The best one, the best one ever, in my opinion, I've never told this on a special, but this is my favorite, my favorite moment as a parent at a school, okay? So we go in, to, Pace was what they called uh, our PTA, mm. right? Pace. So one year, it's towards the end of the school year, and they're, uh, the kids have a, 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 a concert. So Leanne's like, yeah, hey, we got to get there early at like 7.15. And I was like, fuck, for real? So we show up at 715, I'm hungover, and we find out they're doing PACE elections, and that Leanne tricked me into going so that I could vote, because she, she had friends running for things. I was like, I got fucking tricked into this? And she's like, yeah, don't worry about it. So they go and they do all the elections, and there's one woman running uncontested. Now this woman had, we used to hike with her, and she stopped hiking with us and never explained why. And, but it was really awkward between us. Yeah. So I go, wait, who, wait, who's running? She goes, well, da 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 And then Jenna Schwartz is running for president. I go, against who? She goes, uncontested. I, and I went, not on my watch. <laughs> She's like, what? And I looked at Brian Stepanek, who's, who's a, a, he acted in a bunch of Nick, Nickelodeon things. I go, yo, Brian, nominate me for president. He's like, for real? I go, yeah. And he goes, I nominate Bert Kreischer. I go, I accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's 100% true, okay? So now... I'm really good at public speaking. I'm yeah. really good at it. Jenna Schwartz has not put on hair and makeup and doesn't have an outfit to give a speech. She also has not prepared a speech. She's running uncontested. She comes over and goes, hey, what, what are you doing? And I, By the way, I was in fifth grade. We're going to be out of school next year. Yeah. There's no reason that I would be president. I have not a child at this school. Yeah. And so I go. Jenna Schwartz is first graders. Yeah, she's got kids. She's, she's got, got children. She's going to be there for the next five seven year years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, what are you doing? And I go, hey, can you please not tamper with this election? I go, I don't want to talk to you. I go, please. She's trying to talk to me. And everyone's like, Jenna, can you give him space? Like, they're serious about it. Leanne's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I go, I just want to find out why she stopped hiking with us. And so they go, who would like to speak first? Jenna does not have a speech right. I go, I'd like to speak. I went up. I swear to God, this is my speech. My name is Burt Kreischer. I'm running for PACE president. I know Jenna Schwartz. I used to hike with Jenna Schwartz. Me, Jeannie Turbo. Uh, Kathy Frompkin, Lynn Grusin, Sandy Tatt, and my wife would hike Fryman Canyon with Jenna Schwartz every day. Every day that was our thing. And then one day she didn't show up. We waited at the trailhead for about 30 minutes. 
until we gave up on our one on our hike. And on our hike, on the way down, we saw Jenna Schwartz hiking with Christy Goodman. Now listen, if you want a president who one day will decide the journey they're on with you is no longer the journey they want to take, then by all means vote for Jenna Schwartz. But if you want a president that's going to wait for the trail at the trailhead for you every single day and take that hike with you, vote for me. My name's Burke Kreischer. I want to be your pace president. Dude in the black goes, I fuck with him. <laughs> I mean, it was the most moving speech. And Jenna Schwartz is now panicked. I sit down and everyone's buzzing around me. They're like, what the fuck, dude? That was a great fucking speech. Everyone's like, I'm voting for Bert. I'm voting for Bert. And Leanne's like, you got to stop right now. And I go, let her explain herself. So Jenna Schwartz gets up and first thing she goes, she goes, okay, I have a bad knee, okay? He walks really fast and he won't stop talking about himself the whole time no one got to talk, okay? I go, I rescind my nomination. The place goes fucking bananas. Jenna Schwartz wins. I swear, that's my favorite. That's everything. great. And then, wow. yeah, yeah. It sucks that my kids grew up and I didn't use all of those things. Because now telling them it seems like glory day talking. Yeah. But like. You couldn't put that in a special? I could. I think it's pretty good. I could. It's just, it's not, it's not, I don't know. It's always better when the story happens to you. Mm. Being the protagonist of a story sometimes, uh, yeah. I feel like seems a little braggy. You know, it's always better when it happens to you, uh -huh. in my opinion. Uh -huh. Like when you're when you're finding out with the audience, it's better. Like, but when you're telling them this is what I did, yeah, I don't know. And it just come. Yeah, yeah. It never. At, at a young age, I saw comics do it. Like, let me tell you about this trip I did to Amsterdam, and then they would tell you about how badass their story was, and I would be like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think it should happen to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. very simply, like I, right. I remember taking it, telling a story about taking asking to go to Disneyland. And I would, from my perspective, I wanted to tell you everything that was happening around me, to me, and I was losing my shit. I don't know. How did you lose the weight? Natural, old school. Like, <laughs> I was the only 15-year-old on Atkins, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just did, yeah, I just cut out bread and white. I remember it was like, I was 17 and it was over a summer going back to New York. And I just, I lost like 40 pounds over that summer and I just walked the city and I would listen to like, music on my headphones and be like, I, I feel like I can do, like it just something had shifted. I think I forgave my dad, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I lost 40 pounds and then uh, it took me another year to lose another like 70. And I pretty much kept it off. Is there some truth to that, forgiving your dad? Yeah. Because I, I think there is truth to that for me. I, um, you know, I never met him, but I had always been like angry. I remember, mm. I remember when my dad died, that was another trip, right? Cause I didn't know him. And then I was like 25 mm. and I found his obituary on Google. And I remember being upset because I was like, you know, I've held this like emotional grenade in my hand that at any time I could go find him. Cause he had a whole other family and I could be like, what do you think of that? And suddenly I didn't even have that. I'm like, oh, I, I said this on your podcast. I'm like, you won. It's a perfect record. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you set your mind to something, yeah. you stick with it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You have, you have grudges you hold? Are you pretty good? Uh, like I I'm have some. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. There's yeah. people I don't want in my life. Yeah. That, that I, and I don't hate them. Yeah. I just don't want them in my life. There's a couple people that have done me wrong financially uh -huh. that uh, I don't, I don't hate. I don't hate, but I, but I, I do, I do see the way they perceive me now, and I don't want I, I, I'm cool with the, 
I'm cool with us forgiving each other uh, and talking it out, but I would never trust them and I would never. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I just go, now I, I kind of know who you are. It's the beauty of getting fucked over, is when you get fucked over, you're like, oh, I totally, I totally know everything about you now. And that's so funny, no mm -hmm. one knows that about you. Yeah. But then two other people know it about them. Uh -huh. And then we all kind of commiserate on it. And you're like, it's fucking crazy, you know? Yeah. What the fuck? Shut up and get ready for a little magic. Wow! Oh, Holy shit. Gorgeous. It's bubbling inside. Damn. Look at that. That looks Look amazing. at that. Are we getting a tight of that fucking beauty right there? <laughs> when they invented wow. lasagna, I wonder if they thought some white guy will do it better. <laughs> Dude, no pasta, too. I know, no pasta, no carbs, Ugh. just fucking health. Oh. Let's go. Oh, I think I lost oh, some shit. That's okay. That's beautiful. Oh, hold on. What do I have on the... Should we say our last meals? What would we, yeah. oh, we yeah. want? Sure. Yeah, what's your last meal going to be? Heroin at a White Castle. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, I, it'd probably be chicken parm. Probably be Italian. Chicken parm, penne vodka. Ooh. Hot, uh, chocolate lava cake. That'd be my number two. Ooh. Number one is Queen's chicken. Oh, Queen's from, chicken? From uh, Genghis? Yeah. Or, or that place. Uh, just Chow's. a general Chow's chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Genghis Khan? Genghis Cohen? Genghis Cohen, yeah. Genghis Cohen. Shut the remember fuck that place? up. God damn it, it's I remember still that place. Good. It's it? fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I don't eat Chinese food anymore. Why? What do you mean? It's oh, it's a gateway food for you. It's just too fatty. It's a gateway food? Gentlemen. Oh my gosh, thank you. This looks great. It might need salt. I try not to add salt because I, I fucking salt things up. Well, you don't need salt. The tomatoes are salty. Yeah, well. I think. Wow. Tell that to my cardiologist. I just saw a cardiologist for the first time. Yeah, what did he say? I felt good about it. He was like... <laughs> well, I'm good. You walked, Clyde, you walked away positive. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Here, you want a knife? I've just had high cholesterol no. my, my entire life, even after I lost weight and the whole thing. And he was like, well, tell me about it. I was like, well, I don't drink. I don't smoke. He's like, okay. I was like, I, I try to work out like five, six days a week if I can. And he's like, okay. And I was like, and I eat fairly healthy. And he's like, so what's your thing? I was mm. like, well, I eat, I eat sweets. I like sweets. He's like, well, how often? I was like, every day. I eat dessert every day. You do? Yeah. That's so funny. I almost made you guys cheesecake. It's all right, babe. Next time. Another time. And he's like, oh, cut that out. And I'm like, Doc, it's my final frontier. Yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck do you expect me to do? Yeah, what else am I going to do? Why did you like, say cut it out? He's Whoa. like, Great. This is fucking good. Really good. Yeah? This is fucking good. Let's do it. Really good. Holy shit. And it's keto. Wow. God damn it. Who eggplant. Eggplant. Eggplant is the tongue in your ear to food. Like, you forget how much you enjoy a tongue in your ear until mm. it happens. Yes. And then you're like, fuck, man. I would say tongue around your asshole, but. <laughs> Dude. We just got into ass play. Yeah. <laughs> say more. We're not like full into it, mm. but just a little, like right now, we're just like <laughs> at orientation. Sure. Yeah, the welcome package. The welcome package. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> it's reading. <laughs> Leanne's asshole. Where, how, how do you stand with that stuff, Jay? Me? <laughs> I'm right where Bert is. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Wait, how are you with ass play? <laughs> Me? I'm right where Bert is. <laughs> uh -huh. 
And then I'll broach it in 23 years. When we're married in 23 years, so yeah, I'll broach yeah, it. Yeah, you get bored. This is really this fucking good. This is so good. great. And by the way. I'm impressed. Thank you. Really I'm a little is. shocked. God damn it, this is fucking good. Yeah, really nice. What's the most fun thing about all the money? <laughs> mm. uh, PJ? No. No, you can't appreciate that. Private jets are like sex. Like it's all the getting there is getting her panties off, mm -hmm. and then it's probably like a one night stand. I've never had. A, I've had. Well, I've kind of had a one night stand or two, maybe. But like, it's kind of like a one night stand where you go like, you get home with her. You're not in love with her. She's not that attractive, but it's happening, and you're like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Everything's great about it until you come, and then that's yeah. when it's like landing in a private jet where you're like. <laughs> This is a waste of twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, like I could have paid for my daughter's college. No, I think what's cool about money is not thinking about it. Right. Yep. It's like the, what sucks about being broke is thinking about it. Yep. When you talked about Marnie saying like we should change the eggshell, and you're like, I got to do something with my career. Yeah. I had a really hard time being present with my children when they were young because we were broke, and I felt like if I wasn't working or trying to make money, mm -hmm. that I was letting them down as a father. Yeah. It's an old school mentality that I just provide all the material shit, but that is where my head was for the majority of their childhood. I need to provide all the material shit. And I, I remember having a hard time enjoying life because I was stressed. I remember super simple things like going to drop off and seeing dads that seemed not to have a care in their life because they had money. And I was, I was like, I want to be that guy. Sure. Uh, what's the guy who played Steve Prefontaine in the movie about Steve Prefontaine? Jared Leto. Other dude. Uh, oh, uh, Billy, 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 Billy Crudup. Jim Caviezel. No, no Billy, Billy Crudup. Crudup. Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup and our kids went to school together. Yeah. I don't know how much money Billy, Billy Crudup has. He's a fucking great actor. He's a great actor. Wow. And I knew that he didn't have to worry about money because he was that good of an actor. Mm -hmm. I remember looking at him at drop off with not a care in his world, like just great skin, great hair, big fucking smile, connect, he taught, make eye contact with you. And I remember being like, that's what it's like to have money. And then... He was dating, like Claire Danes. Yeah. He had just cheated, he had just broken up with his chick. He was dating Claire Danes, and someone at a at a school picnic took pictures of him and Claire Danes and sold them. And everyone came to me. They thought it was me. <laughs> and I remember going, if I had money, they wouldn't think it was like I would never do that. Right. I did have a pretty badass camera then. <laughs> I did for the record. I did have a pretty badass camera. So I was like, I like Billy Crudup. And then me and Billy Crudup never spoke again. And I was like, fuck, man. If I had money, no one would have guessed that about me. They would have been like, well, Bert wouldn't have done it. So, like, that's the, like, being that's Billy Crudup so is the best part about having money. Like a, hey. You yeah. know, going like, oh, you're not worried about things. You're not worried about health insurance. You're not worried about the dentist. You're not worried about paying for the fucking surgery we had to get on George's jaw and not having money to do it. You're not worried about... Our kids driving in a shitty car because Leanne's car is shit, and we had to get a nice car, and then that car payment's eight hundred dollars a month, and then yeah. like you're not worried about nannies that we don't can't afford. You're not worried about any of that. That's the best part. It's like I get to be a little more present. Yeah, I'm doing it now. I have two private schools to pay for this year. I used to only have one. Oh, oh, now I wait. Two. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then they ask you for money on top of that. Then you get emails like, "We'd love more." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> Crazy. Do you guys want any more? Do you want any more? I think I'm good. Okay. I'm perfect. And by the way, had a fucking great conversation. Yeah, it was good. I, I love it. you guys. I love, I love you, too, you guys. Man. I love that you guys are friends also, mm. but I love you guys independently of your loving each other. <laughs>
Love congratulations you. on you. everything. Yeah, congrats to you, Bert. You had a big year. Us. Thanks for having us. No, thank you. Fucking, you're a great cook. I uh, guys, yeah. it's pretty great. Let's end on that. I'm a great cook. Something's This episode was brought to you by The Machine.